Welcome to the worship podcast for Grace Episcopal Church in Newton, Massachusetts for Sunday, February 7th, 2021. I'm Regina Walton, pastor and rector. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome at God's altar at Grace Church. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. Glory to you, Lord Christ. After Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed, and Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There's a wonderful collect in the Book of Common Prayer in the section of Prayers and Thanksgivings at the back of the book. It's on page 832 and it's titled, For Quiet Confidence. It reads, O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence where we may be still and know that you are God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I love this prayer, and I've come back to it many times. God has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved. One of the ways God has taught us this is in the example of Jesus. Today's Gospel from Mark says that, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. This story comes very early in Jesus' ministry. We're still in chapter 1 here in Mark. Jesus has cured Simon Peter's mother-in-law of a fever, and the whole city of Capernaum has heard of it and come out to see him and to have their sick cured by him. Jesus has had a long day of teaching in the synagogue, healing Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and then in the evening healing everyone else. He slips away for a while by himself early the next morning. Simon Peter and the disciples don't understand why he's gone off. Everyone is searching for you, they say. 
We have a very full agenda of healing for you this morning, and you'll be speaking in the synagogue again at 10 and meeting with the rabbi, and at 1 o'clock there are some more complicated exorcisms lined up for you. What are you doing out here? But Jesus needed to reconnect with the source of his power. He needed to pray alone. He needed to get away from the crowds, the very crowds on which he had so much compassion during his ministry. And this time in prayer gives him the perspective and clarity he needs. In fact, he tells Simon Peter that it's time to move on. He needs to keep preaching the gospel. He needs to keep moving. Like everyone, I've struggled during this pandemic. It has been a difficult and disruptive time for all of us, even for those of us whose jobs are secure, who have stayed healthy and had our extended family stay healthy as well. But even for those of us who are economically secure and whose health has been preserved, this is a challenging time for mental health. Our stressors are up, and many of our usual ways of processing stress are no longer available to us or not available to us in the same way. Even at this late date, with the vaccine distribution begun and spring on the way, we still don't have a clear sense of an ending. And we are wary at this point of setting any expectations for when we might begin to feel some aspects of our lives returning to the way they were. The number one thing that has gotten me through this time in a fairly healthy place is prayer. A daily time of prayer in the morning has been a huge source of solace and strength for me. That's where I know in my heart and not just in my head that I am a beloved child of God, that God loves me not just because of all the important and friendly and helpful and useful things that I do, but just because I am, just because I exist. That's where I get my spiritual oxygen. I know for myself that in returning and rest, we shall be saved. Prayer is where I experience my ongoing salvation a little bit at a time. It's where I abide with God and where I feel God abiding with me. Throughout the pandemic, I've had a number of conversations with people who are mostly managing, sometimes really well, but who still feel adrift and who are still struggling. And at some point in our conversation, I mention prayer. I mention the tremendous difference that it's made for me. I wouldn't give it up for anything. It's honestly as important as eating meals to my sense of well-being. If this conversation I'm describing is feeling familiar to you, please don't feel called out. I have literally had the same conversation with about 20 different people over the last many months. So I say, what about prayer? Why not lift all this to God in prayer? What about setting aside some more time on your own to pray, to unburden yourself before God, to ask for what you need, to just be in God's presence for a little while? And I'm not remembering a single person in the last many months who has said right off the bat that they think this is a good idea. Often I'm told that that's just not how prayer works for them. People don't feel comfortable asking God for things, or there's not a belief that God answers prayers in that particular way, or there might be feelings of guilt that the difficulties 
that person is experiencing are too small to trouble God with. Others have it worse. Other people need God more. My sense for many folks at Grace is that it's fine for us to pray together in church, in worship, in our familiar words from the prayer book. But many of us do not feel comfortable doing this on our own. That's not how prayer works for me, I hear a lot. But when I hear that, I wonder if it's working at all. If Jesus couldn't get through his day without a time of prayer, why do we think that we can? Jesus thought this was so important that he literally walked away from sick people who needed him in order to have time alone with God. If Jesus needed his time of prayer in order to know God's will, how much more do we? If we are to be his followers, we cannot do without what was essential to him. That would be to live life cut off from our power source, cut off from the source of perspective and clarity and our role in enacting God's vision of love for the world. When Jesus was finally alone with God, I think his prayer sounded a lot like ours. I don't think he was all like, well, Father, another day of healing and miracles, everything totally under control and successful on my end, just checking in. Jesus was human after all. He was under a lot of pressure. He had many who opposed his ministry, who misrepresented him and challenged him who sometimes threatened him with violence. I think his prayers were full of the same doubts and uncertainties and hurt and confusion that ours are. But I, it's clear that this time was also a spiritual compass for him, as it can be for us. I'm worried in our community that we're cutting ourselves off from the surest channel of God's grace, just as we need it more than perhaps we ever have in our whole lives. In our mission, vision, and value statement, we've stated that we want to become conduits of divine love. And I know that that phrase in particular means a lot to people at Grace. The surest path to this is by becoming people of prayer day in and day out. The scriptures we heard from Isaiah and from the Psalms remind us that God has a really great attention span. God can number the stars, heal the brokenhearted, and keep track of the young ravens when they are hungry. God knows everything that is going on with us, but God would still like us to call, to check in, to be in relationship. God knows that none of us has it together, and God wants us to ask for help. This morning it's uh, snowing, so we are doing our worship from home, and those of you uh, on the live stream with us or on Zoom, uh, could see behind me earlier my own prayer space in my study. And um, it's very fancy and holy looking. It is a wooden crate from the craft store Michaels that has a piece of fabric over it. It has room for a hymnal and a prayer book inside it. And it has a candle and an icon and some stones from the beach on top of it. And I use the same meditation cushion that someone at my college was giving away for free in the late 90s. And that's where the magic happens. But it's not magic. It's not miraculous. 
prayer is just a simple gift that God has given us so that we can always stay connected. It's our place to return and rest so that we can be saved and saved every day, not just at the end of our lives or at the end of time. Jesus' theology of prayer was that you should do it, that you should be honest with God and ask for what you need, that you should trust in God's love for you, and that if you ask for guidance and strength, God will give it to you. Of all the things that Jesus did, this is perhaps the easiest way that we can follow him. We're not required to heal people or perform exorcisms or miraculously feed thousands. We are required to pray and to love. And we can always begin that again, begin it anew. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Sure.